This episode of Important If True is brought to you by Quip. Very nice, convenient electric toothbrushes sent to your home with brush head refills every three months. And if you go to tryquip.com slash thumbs, you can get $10 off your first brush head refill. That's tryquip.com slash thumbs. <laughs> so what are we, uh, are uh, we starting with our yet another hoisting? I, I our, guess so. This <laughs> is just, yeah. I don't know how we're not. <laughs> this week on Infinite Hoisting. It's June 15th, 2017. And this is Important If True. Wow. For Model Thumbs, I'm Chris Remo. I'm Nick Brecken. I'm Jake Rodkin. You are excited, Nick, to get I am. going with this. You're undaunted. Couldn't you tell earlier? I'm, Nick's, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm pumped. Nick's excitement is there in, in an attempt to paper over how destroyed we have been <laughs> by, by trying to tell all these funny poo stories. Yeah, so a couple weeks ago we told a very funny story that uh, f- that was told to me by Nick, the hairdresser you and I both use, and... Previously on Important If True... She realizes the bag of yes! crap was left directly next to the note. Yes, I knew it. The, oh, so good. In the kitchen <laughs> So, oh, that's a story that I told our hairdresser. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> what? Yeah. We hoisted ourselves last week. I disagree, but but continue. The incredible poop story. That is apparently a sort of infamous, I guess, pseudo-urban legend. So here's a story that this reader swears is verifiably true. My colleague's brother was... (laughs) Okay, okay, all right. (laughs) He led her into the cabin's bathroom, pointed at the toilet, and depressed the handle. The blocked toilet, of course, flushed perfectly, leaving him with the unenviable task of somehow explaining to the nonplussed cleaning lady. And now, the conclusion. And sadly, it seems that the the rare triple hoist has yeah. been achieved. Mm-hmm. Um, this story, apparently, that we told last week was, in fact, a story uh, that may have been originated in any number of places, but seems to be best known as an anecdote relayed by British comedian Jack Whitehall on The Graham Norton Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know if this was an intentional hoisting <laughs> right. by were, the reader. Were we played? Cause they ch- I think we're, we were played. Enough details were changed. We're like, it was a cruise, uh, mm-hmm. and the, uh, the, oh, yeah. the service staff person the language was, 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 was a woman, and it was a different language. Spanish to Swedish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can't tell if that was just like a noun roulette or if that person has actually, it's gone through a game of telephone. Well, you know to what them. I realized? I, as, so we just moments ago, before we pressed record on the podcast, we sat down and, and watched the Graham Norton segment. It's like under two minutes. It's very, he tells the story very efficiently. I uh, guess it's a, it's a pretty quick story. And I realized as I was watching it, I have seen that. Yeah, okay. So did I. Oh, oh, all three of us. We'd all seen (laughs) that clip. All three of us have seen that stupid clip before. Yes. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Oh, fuck. So hoisted. I didn't realize you guys had also. No, that's once once I saw Mm. the clip, I went, uh oh. (laughs) I did see this before. Uh huh. God Uh, damn it. As 
It's often oh. trotted out on like Reddit and various places online as an example of the outrageous sorts of stories that you get on that particular talk well, show. What's funny yeah. is I've watched. So I've a seen ton. it in a bunch. I've seen it in a collection with a bunch of yeah. other clips from that. I've show. watched yeah. a ton of the Graham Norton show. It's one of those. Um, you know how YouTube will, you know, on over on the right, it has all your sort of suggested videos. Mm. I've watched enough Graham Norton content on YouTube that no matter what I'm watching on YouTube, there's always, always like half a yeah. dozen. Well, yeah. you can recognize those clips, the clips because there's got that really iconic red orange set. Yes, that's that's true. <laughs> um, and so that was that was fully a, a full and complete hoisting on our part. I, I want to introduce another piece of evidence here that suggests perhaps we were more intentionally hoisted. Okay, I thought you were about to try to just tell another poo story, like you're trying oh, to dig. Oh, that's we got that too. Okay, that's coming. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna dig our way out of this hole. <laughs> Uh, Please come watch us dig our way out. By hook or by crook, we'll keep telling ourselves <laughs> funny stories about poo uh, yeah. under the guise of them being original. So the story last week was sent to us um, by a reader uh, claiming to be from Bristol mm-hmm. in the UK. We got this email from Drew Edwards, who says, Hi, Thumbs. I can't believe this is my first email to write to you all. Um, However, I thought it important to point out that you might have been hoisted by the reader who told you the cruise ship poop story. I mean, that has been confirmed. But this is an amazing detail. He says, the reader lives in Bristol, a city that lends its name to the Bristol stool scale or Myers scale. The scale classifies the varying degree of form and hardness of human feces. So you you he suspect says, maybe it's an unfortunate coincidence, <laughs> but I couldn't let it slip through the cracks. Sorry, Drew in Oklahoma. Uh, Don't say slip through the cracks uh, in the context of poop. No. Um, this person I is suggesting that, that, been, that, like, that maybe the Brist- killer's calling card. Yeah, as we were as as yeah. we were assassinated live on our podcast, <laughs> this reader snuck in the evidence of his own culpability <laughs> right. in pl- in plain view with a br- a brazen hoisting. I would say, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I, I'm waiting for the day that someone sends us in a poo story and then somehow we don't realize that the back half of the story is the opening lyrics to the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air theme song. <laughs> like, we're basically getting to that point. Yeah, yeah. We're, we are. Uh, we're, uh, yeah. There's also something. There, I, I, uh, keeping, um, keeping in uh, line with last week's uh, observation that our that emails sent to our inbox have little um, inferences, inf- inferred auto replies from uh-huh. Google. The bottom of this email, Google suggests three options. The first two, enthusiastic with exclamation points, thanks for sharing, thank you. And then the third, terse with period, thanks for the heads up. Thank <laughs> <laughs> Take from that what you will. <laughs> that last one could either be shameful or it could be that we're having a, like, all the president's men total parking yeah. garage meeting with this yeah. person who's like, I think you guys have been hoisted. Yeah. And then gives <laughs> us a dossier that includes the Bristol stool <laughs> stick scale. And we're leafing through it going, hmm, mm, mm, mm. this all adds up. Yeah. I thought maybe I would read thanks, some, thanks for, of the, for the heads up. some of the numbers on the Bristol school, stool scale, but the descriptions are so disgusting that I think it's better if I don't. Just keep them in mind for when people start sending us poo stories. Uh, if the killer strikes again, and we'll, oh, yeah. we, we now have the, the necessary verbiage. Ah, I see. This story, I'd consider it type four, like a smooth, soft sausage or snake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. 
Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> anyway, that's I'll leave it at that. Oh for no. Now. Yeah, you, uh, correct. <laughs> Here's another email we got. You've been hoisted from Gregory Wakefield who says, First time, long time, the poo on the cruise ship story is one I've heard before, unless me and the emailer have the same circle of friends. You have been hoisted, Greg London. And then the two Google replies are, thank you, exclamation point, and terse with period, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, I would describe your situation on the uh, Bristol Stool Scale as a seven, hoist. Do you actually want to know what seven is? Uh, no, I just uh, you described don't. it. You don't. Okay, I, I guarantee you I don't. To- I, told you th- I told you that the adjective already, Chris. <laughs> um, it is a hoist stool. We do have what claims to be a true poo story. Okay. Uh, from Alex. <laughs> I mean, we could skip it. I have an idea well, for a new name for our podcast, Chris. It rhymes with the current podcast name. <laughs> our recurring segment. Yeah, we got it. We all got there. I imagine the Bristol Stool Scale also uh, describes something as a recurring segment. (laughs) (laughs) Just get it over with. Just Just, let's just get uh, the headshot. Let's just do this right now. Let's literally walk into three laser sights by reading someone else's poo story on this podcast. Alex writes, unlike previous stories, I can confirm this one real is real as it is a tale of my own self hoisting. Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) I like that that's considered sufficient evidence. Uh, It's a tale of someone's self hoisting. When I was in high school, my family took a lengthy trip to Boston to attend my aunt's wedding. As my parents were struggling financially at the time, my aunt called in a favor from a realtor friend. We'd get to stay in a gorgeous model home in a new development, fully furnished and clearly meant to appeal to people far above our income bracket. The key stipulation was we needed to leave the place pristine. There could be no evidence people had been living there once gone, which seemed more than a fair price to pay to stay in a place infinitely nicer than a cheap motel. The morning of our first full day, our family uh, prepared to head out to explore the city, and I was stuck on the toilet because, of course, I was. Inevitably, it ended up being clogged, and being a model home, there was no plunger around to fix it. With everyone desperate to leave and enjoy the de facto vacation, I quickly decided to leave it as is, vowing to thoroughly clean once we returned without letting the rest of my family know of my error. A few hours later, we got a call from the realtor. This is when I learned a key detail my parents had left out. The house was still being actively shown to clients while we were out during the day. Our presence had to be concealed even while we were staying there. Everything else had been tidied as I was taking my sweet time in the bathroom, and no one thought to question whether I'd leave a mess in there as we left for the city. Naturally, the realtor took a prospective buyer on a house tour of the house, which abruptly ended upon discovery of the toilet. The realtor was pissed, as everyone knew who had last used the bathroom in the morning. My hoisting was complete. We proceeded to spend the rest of the trip in a cheap motel. Alex. <laughs> so, I have to call into question yeah. the veracity of this I, story. I give, it, I give it like a two on the scale, like well-formed but suspicious <laughs> you know like just a little yeah i'm raising why an eyebrow down go, at that why at did that they bowl. open the toilet why did they go into the bathroom and open the toilet yeah i don't know would you like if you're being shown a home would you go into the bathroom like throw open the toilet and say aha i would yes really yeah why because there could be poo in there, as I've now <laughs> as I've now learned. But I guess as I've never well, you get shown I, bathrooms. I've never shopped for a house before, but as a person who's rented plenty of apartments, yeah. at this point, the thing that I always do <laughs> in any place that I might be living is open up every sink, every shower, That's faucet, true, yeah, flush yeah. every toilet. Because if the water flow is messed up, yeah. or if there's like a poo in there, you want to know about it. Like if a guy who is staying in the house leaves a poo sometimes when you're <laughs> when you're seeing it, you got to know. That's actually true. I think I do a similar thing, but for different reasons and in a different way than you do, which is that 
when I'm viewing an apartment, because I too have viewed many apartments in my life, and when I do so, it's one of those you situations where- You take a poo in that I, toilet, always. <laughs> no. Just to claim it. I never, <laughs> it's one of those sort of social situations where I never, I still, after doing this probably dozens of times in my life, I'm never quite sure what's expected of me. But this is what, really, this story's gotta I, be ending with you peeing or shitting in, no, no, the, no, 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 in the toilet nothing, of any of these. No, no, there's nothing catastrophic like, about I it. I take it's, a cold shower capper <laughs> every time, and then pee in the shower. Strip down, <laughs> take a cold shower, <laughs> no, it's it's much dumber than that. It's just that I I I'm sort of in this situation, and the the you know real estate agent or whoever the landlord whoever it is is sort of there, and they're like, do take what however much time you want, and I'm like, okay, and I've sort of looked around it, and I'm like, I okay, I see it, I see the apartment now, but I like I don't want to just leave five minutes after getting there because then it feels like I'm sort of insulting this person by not doing something active so I sort of just go mm, aha yes and I walk around and sort of like yeah. look in cabinets or like I'll pick up the toilet seat and sort of just look in it I don't know what I'm expecting oh. close it's like ah yes very I, good I quite, do that in every good. apartment but it's because I'm actually trying to see how yeah, much see, you're doing how much storage correctly. space there is and yeah. is there good water pressure or am I being owned I, I think I've been so um, beat down by the by the rental market in this area that anything as where you're like ah it's an apartment it's ah, yeah. there are walls on the ah, walls I, I can see. live in this yeah like anything <laughs> that is down to the subtlety of like ah the water pressure on the toilet fuck oh you kidding like what? Okay, that's true but now imagine if you opened the toilet <laughs> and there was a fucking poo in there <laughs> you would leave immediately that's true I would yeah so maybe this is in fact a believable story yeah maybe the story is entirely believable that said, I couldn't God. not picture it in the house from Arrested Development. I could not. not my mental image mm. of this was 100% in the model home of this Sudden Valley real estate development. Yeah. And this does just seem like a premise for a sort of sub-Arrested Development ripoff show that someone sure. tried and failed to put on Fox in like mm. 2004. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you, uh, Alex. <laughs> I think this is probably the most likely to be real <laughs> Nick oh, is shaking I can just no I can just feel it I can just say, yeah what are you saying right now oh thank you Alex like cut forward like yeah please <laughs> please show me the last clip time on from a the n- true. notorious like, pilot from the yeah. guys who then went on to make psych or some fucking <laughs> network show where the pilot had someone pooping in a model home like it's just it's gonna happen and if it doesn't I hope someone films and produces a fake version of it to attempt to counter hoist <laughs> Yeah. Where's the leaked spec script from that old, never produced Dan Harmon TV show, Get Hoisted? (laughs) (laughs) I think we can put a lid on that. Yeah. God damn it. Jake, uh, I believe you have news of crucial Russian hacking this week. As we know, Russian hacking's been big in the news Mm, recently. mm -hmm. And I believe you have an update on this story that I don't understand. So I need you to explain it to me. Well, uh, I, I only believe that I have. A complete understanding of this, but it's tough to know because the story involves Russian hackers using the comments thread on Britney Spears's Instagram feed to control <laughs> malware bots. I, so, yeah, this is the, I don't. That's the thing I don't understand. <laughs> Which I guess it's is very simple, the Chris. entirety of the story. Yeah, the, the gist of it is actually pretty simple. It's a pretty classic, like. Crappy malware. In what way is any of it classic? <laughs> classic pretty, malware. Pretty, cl- pretty classic. <laughs> I would okay. Say. Well, it's it's malware that is 
downloaded by way of someone clicking on a stupid link somewhere. Like you download it the way that you would get yeah, any malware. Sort of conned like, into downloading something. Yeah, you download yeah, a fire. In this case, I think it's a Firefox extension, but it's the same sort of shit where like you click on a link in a phishing email or you click on a, on a notorious link on a website and then something or a Word document that has like uh, malicious code in it and it will surreptitiously put an extension into your copy of Firefox. The thing that was interesting about this is um, those things need to know how to phone home. They like a little the little extension. It's I think I I believe increasingly uncommon for them to actually have the location of the server they're talking to hard coded into it because if someone finds it and turns it off, mm-hmm. you know then the then the bot can't do malicious things anymore if it can't actually find the way to phone home. So what the what this group of Russian hackers has has decided to do is to is to encode the location of their potentially ever-changing server inside of innocuous comments on photos of Britney Spears that she posts <laughs> to her own Instagram feed. So the photo in the article is just like a picture of Britney Spears in like a like fishnet swimsuit, yeah. like a mesh net swimsuit. And all of the comments are, of course, just like sparkly heart emojis and people being like great shot still hot Brittany and there's one uh, that is hashtag too hot make loved to her comma ups <laughs> hashtag hot hashtag s uh, <laughs> and they looked at that and it hashes out if you do if you like if you hash the data it equals it resolves to the number 183 and their bot is apparently <clears throat> scrolling through Britney's comments, looking for a comment that hashed out to 183. Then it looks for like non-spacing characters that are usually used like for weird semantic markup stuff, or to like separate out uh, joined emoji. And it, it, those were injected between a bunch of the letters. And if you take those uh, and just take the character after it, it's two H K D H U H X. And then if you go to bit.ly which is a URL shortener if you go to a bit.ly link that's bit.ly.com slash 2kdhuhx that goes to the current location for the PHP control console for this malware so basically you download a Firefox extension that then is secretly scraping Britney Spears' photos to look for comments saying like too hot sex uh, which then somehow redirects a Russian hacker to uh, the uh, a like control panel device that they can use to then make your computer do a bunch of horrible shit. It's so Jesus. bizarre. I, it's the, <laughs> the choice of Britney Spears' Instagram is yeah. obviously the uh, part uh, of it yeah. that's like oh delicious. <laughs> yeah. Is it because it's a really high volume? Instagram it must be that there's just it's going to get like, buried in what yeah. looks like anyone else's comment spam. Right. Oh man. I am imagining some researcher who's basically the weird, dumb equivalent of. Like SETI, the search for extraterrestrial and extraterrestrial <laughs> terrestrial intelligence, which is constant. You know, it's that thing right. where you can like contribute cycles from your computer, and it's constantly parsing uh, sort of information that's coming from space to see if any if we can ever find the communication from aliens. And it's like, okay, well, obviously we haven't found anything, but it's like we're still just looking, we're checking all of it. And I'm imagining in this case a guy sitting. Who's like the equivalent of that, right. but who's but scraping like, like boop, celebrity Instagram? And he just goes, like, "What the fuck? I'm gonna find something? What? Yeah, what the fuck, what? <laughs> guys, guys? He's like, <laughs> it's the big know, one, <laughs> gesturing right. people the, over to his desk. The the choice to plant this information in just like generic, like Britney Spears has just sort of been. I mean, well, she's had many ups and downs, but is such a like a cliche, yeah, hot celebrity. There's like, just yeah. a van that includes. Simon Pegg, Jack Black, and Seth Green, like <laughs> just like 
90s to 2000s hacker vanning it up being like we're bouncing the URL off of Britney Spears' Instagram <laughs> as like the undetectable move that you write into your right. stupid screenplay yeah. where and then like they have that as their wallpaper like yeah. on their computers and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's yeah. When yeah, they're like doing on. the huge yeah. hack, then one of them like blows a kiss to his Britney Spears yep. wallpaper on his laptop. It's just, right. Yeah. Uh, it's like thanks, thanks, Britney. Yeah. Uh, except that this is actually real. Hopefully, the the FBI agent who's tracking them says through gritted teeth, "Leave Britney alone." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Britney Spears has a cameo in the credits where there's a new Britney Spears song at the end of this right. Judd Apatow comedy. Yeah, that's definitely true. Or she shows up at the end of the movie in the sort of they're at like a Britney Spears show and she's actually in right. the movie. And, but yeah. she looks at them and knows that they've been doing it somehow right. she says when, hashtag when s i'm hot i love die tonight <laughs> yeah this is going out to all of the, the hash 183 commenters like, what oh <laughs> she knows <laughs> and, and then it ends with her getting in is a limit with Britney's, vladimir putin yeah right is right yeah Spears as manchurian candidate yes <laughs> what is this movie turned into something very different and better i don't know why she would know that the comments hash out that's to also by the way just a totally plausible modern kind of bro espionage comedy thing is Britney Spears is actually yeah. a foreign espionage agent like yeah. in the oh, actual yeah, sure. fiction of the thing playing herself in that role that is entirely plausible yeah and yep. she, she in fact says boys you played yourself <laughs> and then the closing that's in the closing credits right. where it then says and Britney Spears as herself freeze frames during yeah. the huge uh, motion yeah. graphics closing credit sequence yeah yep. except that this is real that's that's true right this yeah. actually is right. a real thing that yeah. happened yeah. I mean Maybe not that part, but probably that part. Yeah. <laughs> Should we do a question? Yeah, probably. Um, Kier writes, Hi, Thumbs. I've been a Blue Apron subscriber for a long time, likely because of an Idle Thumbs promotion, but I have a problem. This is like this is like, uh, like native advertising. What is this going on here? Oh, that's true. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Buy it or don't. I don't care. Uh, they're drowning me in garlic. I get a whole clove of garlic for every meal that calls for it, and I'm up to something like 30 cloves of garlic at this point, even though I usually add more than they call for. My spice cabinet can't hold anymore. How am I supposed to use all of this? Please save me. Thanks, Kier, from the Idle Thumbs forums and streams. I mean, honestly, I use all the garlic. I, I, you just use it all. I actually consume a shitload of garlic to the point that my wife constantly complains that I smell like garlic. <laughs> Like I, I mean, it's not really a very helpful answer, but I, yeah, I consume a lot of garlic. <laughs> I, <laughs> Chris just sucked all the air out of the room and replaced it with garlic. I, I mean, I, I'm sorry to have to give you that answer. I was waiting no, for I, like. Blue Apron is yeah. building up an army of vampire hunters, right, or yeah, yeah. <laughs> like whatever. I just answered. I got it. it. You eat the garlic. Uh, you, you, Shut you, up you. and eat it. <laughs> There's like kids somewhere in the world that don't even have garlic. So, <laughs> well, yeah, hand it off to a kid. Just if you pass a kid on the street, hand him a head of garlic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> hey, hey, kid. You like Britney Spears' Instagram accounts? Well, when <laughs> I was gonna a love kid, this. when I was a kid, I remember I would go to a grocery store, and there was always this one guy who would buy me like a slice of liverwurst. <laughs> just because I think he liked. <laughs> what? what? He just. <laughs> he liked. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know, you know. You, you could like, be, you could be that kid's liverwurst guy by just giving yeah, him all your garlic. Be like someone sends me this <laughs> once uh, every two weeks on the internet. Yeah, I'm giving it to you. He, just, he thought it would make me a man. I think. I think he wanted me to just like, hey, liver, here you go, kid. What are you? 
That's the liverwurst. You have to explain this. You Let's dig yeah, a little you deeper. Can't drop that and be like, and like that guy, you should do this. No, yeah. stop there. What is the? What is the? Why, guy why do you think that he thought you giving you liverwurst, liverwurst would make you a man? Well, well, I mean, it's liverwurst. I mean, as a kid, it sounds. It You're sounds, acting as though it sounds any gross. Of this is, None of this is self-evident. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know what liverwurst is. Stop saying well as though any of it is obvious or makes any sense. <laughs> One, I don't think I've had liverwurst. Two, I don't know anything about anything that you're saying. <laughs> I, I, I have had liverwurst because when I worked at a different office in downtown San Francisco, I would go to a... Uh, just like a, one of those de- sort of convenience store delis mm-hmm. and get a sandwich. And I would often get the liverwurst sandwich because it was literally the cheapest mm. meat substance on their menu. Yeah. Uh, it was. It could cost basically nothing. So I assume it's garbage. So I I mean, I assume <laughs> so that I mean, is it's why. it's liverwurst again. Yeah. It's so just I, bits I mean, of liver so mashed up and sliced. about a grown adult man yeah. who regularly encountered this particular child yeah. and delighted I remember in one time, buying him a slight of slice of one like time he gave me he gave me a silver meat. dollar and i don't yeah. know i don't know why he did that either was I, this a reciprocal <laughs> relationship like what no, did you do for this guy nothing he, <laughs> just, took, he took liverwurst and money off his hands i just yeah. lived in the 1950s chris okay, so, like you would pass like a man it. and he would hand you a slice of liverwurst and a silver dollar and then you go it's, on i think it's safe day. to assume that you met um, the the really infamous one of the first street teams. It was the uh, <laughs> Liverwurst Processors Council Council's yeah. Yeah. Liverwurst Awareness Street Team. It really was just that one guy giving a kid Liverwurst. It was unsuccessful. Yeah. That's why he started resorting to giving you money. Oh, um, he was true. paying you off. That's true. Buy, buy yeah. liverwurst. Son. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. <laughs> he said. Yeah. In fact, I'll buy it for you, and I'll pay you to take it. Um, but <laughs> you'll once you get your first taste, you'll love it. You'll be back for more. <laughs> Did you? Were you? Were you back for more? Oh, I loved liverwurst after really? that. Oh yeah, he got oh, me hooked what? on liverwurst. What? My mom he had to start liked... buying liverwurst. Wow. Yeah, I loved it. Well, you could okay. So so, so here again. Here. So finally, what I'm saying kids don't like garlic by default. But you could find a kid and make him okay, like it. Okay, that doesn't seem like that's going to help. You but walk you, around giving raw garlic, <laughs> raw garlic cloves well, you've got it. to a kid. That was actually a thing in elementary school. Um, we uh, One of the elementary schools I went to, we moved around, so I went to a few different elementary schools. But one of them had a little garden. I remember one of the weird things kids did when I was in like third grade is they would sneak into the garden, steal a bunch of garlic, <laughs> and then dare each other to just eat a raw clove mm. of garlic mm-hmm. and like daring you to eat a garlic was sort of a like almost a rite of passage kind of mechanic yeah. in my elementary school and it's disgusting i mean eating a raw eating just like a full on raw clove of garlic is not good i kind of like it do you really i don't do it i like all the time i wouldn't seek that out <sighs> but like if i'm cooking with garlic and i have a bunch of it and it smells really good and i'm in sort of a garlicky mood i'll just uh-huh. like chomp a clove for wow. sure oh wow crazy why wow. not it's garlic I, yeah i've never done it <laughs> divide your garlic into two portions send one half to jake courtesy of idle thumbs and one half to the children of america <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the adorable street urchins of your local neighborhood. Yeah, I think you should you should find whatever sort of the National Garlic Council is, propose this idea to them. Mm. When they reject it outright, form a competing mm. garlic council and start using your and the rest of America's leftover blue apron garlic to raise garlic awareness, but like for yourself and not yeah. for garlic growers. Maybe like you then should... you have, then you have power over those kids and you can start pushing a lot of other stuff on them like <laughs> liverwurst. <laughs> You could wrap you could wrap the garlic cloves in a slice of liverwurst, 
which, as we know, children love. That's like to get the to yeah. sort of get the garlic. <clears throat> down, yeah, it's right? like a yeah. spoonful mm-hmm. of sugar helps the medicine go down. A spoonful of liverwurst <laughs> helps the garlic clove go down. As we all know, Oof. classic <laughs> wis- <laughs> wisdom. This is in <laughs> fact liverwurst council and garlic council together buying a bunch <laughs> of huge, huge ads. Yeah. Uh, you what know. would Christmas be without a garlic clove wrapped in liverwurst? God, that does so, sound. Yeah, yeah, it does, yeah. I, you, you hang. Yeah. It's a traditional German Christmas tradition. It really you does. hang it. You hang the liverwurst wrapped garlic over your heart, <laughs> and then you eat it. You jump up and go and oh, <laughs> just try to grab it. All the kids yeah. do. They love it. And then it. Lord Hoistmist pops out and definitely. <laughs> and he says, what, yeah. he says, "We all know what he says." He says he looks at the garlic and liverwurst that you've been fucking conned into putting all over your house and says. <laughs> hoisted and then he leaves uh, but he eats the but he, yeah, he eats he's me goes, though. Yeah. <laughs> he might say ho ho hoisted in fact <laughs> <laughs> and then he says merry hoistmas and taps his nose and then yeah. he leaves Yeah, but it's like a little knowing instead of like we all sell it like he's just he's saying like got fucking owned and then he leaves <laughs> yeah. he says hoisted my friend yeah um, well, I think that <laughs> he gives you the nose came from the garlic. He gives you more liverwurst and yeah. then leaves. Yeah, because <laughs> it's actually that guy. He gives you a silver dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, in fact, met Lord Hoistmas. <laughs> oh yeah, well, you're going to be at some point called to testify on, yeah. like in a in a trial determining the veracity, like the truth, the right. true reality right, right, right. of Lord Hoistmas. Yeah. Um, and uh, you'll he'll wink and you'll remember that silver dollar that you still have. That's appreciated. He'll pull it out of your ear, actually. It'd be like it was with you all along. And you'll go, oh, God, what? Hoisted. <laughs> hoisted. It was say. in your skull. Yeah. That's his magic trick. Yeah, he pulled it out of your head where he left it earlier, <laughs> causing you to be the man you are today. <laughs> he, <wanted> to <laughs> <laughs> he just wanted you to be a man. Yeah. He wanted you to be a very specific man. <laughs> Nick Brecken. Yeah. He wanted you to be a hoisted man. <laughs> Weird long game from Lord of Hoistmas. Yeah, yeah. That's the only game he plays, though, to be fair. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. That's, that's he doesn't, true. yeah. yeah. Um, all right, well, I think that basically answers Kier's question. I think so. Yeah. There are a few different usages of garlic cloves, including sending them to Jake, distributing them to adorable street urchins, and uh, hanging, hanging them. them wrapped with liverwurst above your hearth. Mm-hmm. Or just cook them. Just fucking cook them and smell like garlic. That's true. You know what's actually really good? I haven't done this in a while, but now that I'm thinking about it, is you roast garlic like inside of its paper. Just roast a whole clove. Um, just look on the internet for just the roasted garlic. It's a it's an easy thing to do. <clears throat> I, I did it in just a toaster oven, actually. You don't even need the, the full yeah. oven. And uh, it just ends up sort of cooking inside of itself and turning into it, – it gets really, really, really soft – and uh, you can you smear then just, it. Yeah, you just spread it directly on a nice crusty bread. There's a scale for measuring <laughs> this. In fact, yeah, when you when you spread it on that crusty bread, mm-hmm. yeah, you probably want your garlic at uh, oh, like a type six mushy consistency with ragged edges. Mm-hmm. I think is is about what you want. That's your, your, rose, your yeah, roasted, just spreadable that, garlic. Mm. Yeah. And it's it is delicious. You just you you uh, you you sort of just squeeze it out of the garlic paper yeah. directly onto your nice crusty bread. Maybe drizzle it with a bit of olive oil, a little salt and pepper. It's great. It is a delicious treat. Mm. Mm. Oh, you know what I also did recently with gar- with excess garlic. And now that I'm actually thinking about this question for real, I'm remembering all of these. I'm just thinking about it as as it's not poo. garlic at this yeah. point. But it's okay. <laughs> it's, yeah. Again, good crusty bread. That's a, that's just an essential. And uh, I had some pine nuts left over from a recipe, mm-hmm. one of those things that <laughs> – and uh, some garlic cloves. And all I did was I put a bunch of uh, pine nuts and 
some I chopped up the garlic cloves, put them in a mortar and pestle, mm-hmm. and ground them into a paste mm. together, and then just uh, spread that on some toast. Mm-hmm. And it was really, it's really good. Anyway, so you have uh, the sort of like smooth spreadable, or the sort of just like really nutty, uh, more sort of crunchy kind. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, should we take a break? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Important If True is brought to you by Quip. Very nice, convenient electric toothbrushes sent to your home and also sent to your home every three months. Brush head refills for that electric toothbrush. If you go to tryquip.com slash thumbs, you can get $10 off your first brush head refill. I just got my brush head refill the other day. I got it last week, I guess. Mentioned it last week. Still got those nice, fresh, frayed bristles. Mm. Scraping that plaque off. Mm. Yeah, it's nice. Like I said last week, that also when they, uh, you can get a plan that comes with toothpaste as well. And so one of the things that I really appreciate is along with your big old full uh, chunky toothpaste tube, you get a little like three ounce toothpaste tube that fits under the TSA travel guidelines, which is nice. Um, so if you get one of those every month, you can just accumulate a bunch uh, garlic give them away to kids. Accumulate. <laughs> That's true. You can if you can and if you travel if you travel a lot, you can have plenty of plenty of little travel to- sized toothpaste tubes. So if you don't yeah. travel is, a lot, is that how you become you can, a dentist, Nick? Yeah. Just you get a lot of you get a toothpaste to kids and you say keep teeth clean. <laughs> Eat li- always eat liverwurst. Kid, keep your teeth clean. Wink. Wink. Like, what are you, the fucking like, mobster on the corner? Like, what? Yeah, but, I mean, but for oral hygiene. Yeah, yeah you gotta sure. teach them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, if you want to become this weird, colorful neighborhood character, go to tryquip.com slash thumbs for $10 off your first brush head refill, uh, including your little toothpaste tube to distribute to your favorite neighborhood scamp. Tryquip.com slash thumbs. This episode of Important If True is also brought to you by FreshBooks. What is that? FreshBooks is a really handy <laughs> sort of invoicing, billing, time tracking, oh, wow. all it's the like different books. things. Software. Yeah, it's like your books. Mm-hmm. For if you're a freelancer, if you have a small business, um, anything that requires keeping track of things yourself, uh, FreshBooks is for that. And if you go to gofreshbooks.com slash thumbs, you can get a 30-day trial of FreshBooks that does not even require a credit card. You can start making nice. your invoices, doing whatever, uh, without making any commitment. See if you like it. Don't be that weird guy <laughs> in the corner handing out garlic and toothpaste tubes. Get your, get your shit He does not have FreshBooks. Or fresh if books. you do, keep that shit on lock. Yeah, that's true. That's a business oh, expense. Yeah. Track that in FreshBooks. <laughs> That's those are those are depreciable assets. Yeah, you're not. They're not. They're not. This is not financial advice. (laughs) Your time is valuable. Your garlic and toothpaste is valuable. Make sure that 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 that's all tracked and accounted for. Mm -hmm. Know know where your toothpaste is. GoFreshBooks.com/slash/thumbs. This one time, I modified my jeans with CRISPR, and then I left a poo. (laughs) I leave poos in places. All right. I think we're back. Okay. Yeah. So um, two weeks ago, we discussed a really sort of fascinating and uh, 
technical and weird technology called CRISPR, which is sort of a gene modification uh, science that is, <laughs> I guess, has been developing for some time now. Uh, and Nick brought up various sort of concerns around it. And we received a lot of email from uh, people who are actually scientists of, of various sorts, which was really interesting. And I wanted to point out, I wanted to just mention that if you are interested in reading some really interesting follow-up about crazy gene science, um, you should go to the forum thread for last, for the episode, uh, what was it, two weeks ago, I guess, in which we discussed CRISPR, the Important of True episode thread, which we will link that in this week's discussion notes um, in the in our uh, episode feed, our podcast feed, uh, because there was just some really, there was some cool stuff in there, people discussing the kind of some of the ethical implications of CRISPR and, and scientific implications and all sorts of things. And I thought I'd also just kind of quickly read a couple emails we got about it from people who uh, are either scientists or have experience with some of this stuff. Jay Swift says, I was reading a fascinating do-it-yourself article on CRISPR to make glowing beer while listening to you guys talk about CRISPR on the podcast. It's a tech blogger story of how with nothing more than a set of instructions and a $160 DIY kit, he was able to introduce a gene sequence to yeast that codes a fluorescent glowing green protein, the same kind that makes moss glow naturally. He modified some yeast, grew it, then used it to make uh, the glowing beer. Lo and behold, at least for the first few taps when there was still plenty of glowing yeast, there was glowing beer. Of course, part of the process involved putting the cells being modified into a chemical bath to weaken their cell walls so new DNA could be introduced, meaning it's not so easy to CRISPR modify, to use CRISPR to modify humans in vivo, which I looked up and it means when you're like not in a not womb. Not in a womb. Yeah, yeah. 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 As your cells would have to be taken out, modified, put back in you, and then you'd have to wait until they reproduced enough for, say, your eye color to change. Much easier to modify babies right after they're fertilized via in vitro fertilization or even before that, which is probably not, not what you want to hear, but uh, there we are. Brian writes, Hi friends, I'm a biologist and my research focuses on using genomic data to answer questions about how traits evolved. I enjoyed your brief discussion about CRISPR and thought I could provide some context. Something people are often surprised to learn is we don't understand much about the relationship between genes and most traits. Few traits, or specific genes and most traits, few traits in humans are determined by a single gene. Uh, your blood type is one example. Some other traits are determined by a small number of genes. About 10 genes determine eye color, but the majority of traits are likely determined by hundreds. This is the missing heritability problem. Over hundreds of years, we've determined that complex tra traits like height are highly heritable because family members more closely resemble each other than people who are not related. Yet, when we use the genomic sequence to discover specific genes that contribute to heights, the individual genes we identify may explain only 1% of the total variation in height in the human population. So we have a very complete picture of the genetic architecture that underlies most traits. Thus, our ability to modify most traits through gene editing is limited by our current understanding of the genes that determine these traits and how they all interact with each other. Tools like CRISPR are very useful for making targeted changes in genes in model non-human organisms and seeing how those changes affect development of specific traits. But the idea of using it in humans to treat or prevent diseases or make designer babies is still speculative given the state of our knowledge. But it is an important issue and there are real ethical concerns that need to be addressed by experts and the public at large before Lloyd Hoistmist deploys the CRISPR gremlins into our germlines. Important and true. Brian. Just uh, some straight up truth oh, dropped also, in here. Oh, also for your edification. Yeah. A CRISPR is uh, used to keep vegetables fresh because it traps the humidity 
inside the drawer as opposed to it getting vented out into your refrigerator's ventilation ah. system. And the slider of like fruit to vegetable on the crisper is actually just opening a hole in the bottom of the drawer to let more air in or out because fruits should ah. just kind of exist in the regular refrigerator humidity, whereas a vegetable uh, is better if it's able to sort of be trapped in a more humid space. I have an old refrigerator that has no lever. The, the lever is kind of just if you want to use the drawer to be not really a crisper that much mm. is really what it's for. It's just like you can turn it into the rest of the refrigerator. Sure. That's so, interesting. Yeah. Huh. Well, now I know. Now I know so much more about crisper. About crisper and crispers. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. We have a story from John. <laughs> oh. Who writes. I love being told a story. Yeah. John writes, hey, Chris, Nick, and Jake. Your discussion about sleep studies and brain activity in episode 14 <laughs> reminded me of something that happened not too long ago. One night I was tossing and turning in my sleep. I moved so much that I woke up my wife, Jenny. As she awoke, she heard me say something. What? Jenny asked. It's not working, I said as I continued to thrash. What's not working? She replied. There was a pause. My, my working machine. My wife looked at me confused. I stood up, walked to our bedroom door and left. Realizing I'd been asleep, Jenny assumed I woke up during the exchange and went to the washroom. She was mistaken. Five or ten minutes passed and I returned to bed with no sign I even set foot into our washroom. It shares a wall with our bedroom. It's unclear where I was, but presumably I went to my working machine. (laughs) Whether or not it was fixed remains a mystery. To the best of my knowledge, this is the only time I've ever walked in my sleep and I am fascinated by it. Have any of you ever done anything strange or mysterious in your sleep, aside from NyQuil-fueled gold blooming? If not, what kind of mystery nightmare shenanigans would you like to get up to if you had the choice? Anyway, thanks for all the great casts. All the best, John. P.S. I saw Jeff Goldblum live at a jazz club when I was in L.A. a couple years ago, thanks to your recommendation. He tickled my back. Yeah, that's I buy it. That's that's definite true story. No hoisting there. Until we see, you know, an old episode of Conan where he tickles someone's back that would further prove this story that's I true think, fair enough suggesting fair enough. that is a tool in his his tool belt do any of you guys do this do any of you guys talk in your sleep or do activities in your sleep i mean i just have crazy dreams okay like, but extremely I mean, specific they, they dreams. I have one that is very yeah. similar to this that was when i was a teen okay when my friends and i i mean i i've told this on at least one of our podcasts at okay. some point but i don't think this one um when we all used to sleep over at each other's houses making stupid claymation videos on like VHS camcorders and stuff and we would eventually all just sort of crash in the garage or someone's bedroom or something and at one point during one of these I woke up at like 4am apparently I'm told and just started I like bolted straight upright like 90 degree angle and sort of looked around and was like you guys you guys the numbers they make sense the numbers make sense you guys the numbers they make sense and everyone's like what do you like this was all related to me you know later yeah. and they're like what do you the, the numbers and then i apparently just fell right back asleep oh man and that and that was that's, that uh, so that seems very much in line with yes everyone's just not crunching working, problem my yeah, working machine the, the um dana my wife is uh, notorious for just having full conversations when she's asleep and the worlds that are inside of those are very one of them is very similar to that she she turned and just said I don't think the White House is going to do anything about that <laughs> and then just turned, <laughs> turned back to sleep an uh, accurate sentiment I yeah. would say generally yeah. the, the, the one that, that stuck out to me because it was an actual conversation was she one at one point just said did you find a dino 
<laughs> and I sort of I went uh, I think she's asking right now if I saw or found a dinosaur and then I was like okay apply, <laughs> Ghostb- really... apply Ghostbusters rules like if someone asks right. if you're a god say yes so yeah. I was like yeah, yeah I, I found a dino and then she went oh <laughs> and then, and then like, a half a second later I went wait you found a dinosaur <laughs> You were right, and then and then like was really happy, yeah. and then yeah. just fell back asleep, like relieved yeah. that I had found a well, dinosaur, nice. yeah. and like that, yeah. that's that's the only. Oh, you did a nice. I'm glad thing you. There. I'm glad you. Re- yeah. yeah, resolved the story. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, but yeah, the 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 confirmation of. Like the disappointment, like it sounded like she'd expected yeah. that I was going to say no because who's right. ever found a dinosaur? Right. And well, then you. was like, what? <laughs> what? And then just <laughs> a peaceful sleep after yeah. that. So opening with dino rather than yeah, dino is really. Did you find a dino? Yes, I did. Anyway, yeah. I, I'm sure that we're, we've barely scratched the surface of the insane crap that people do when they're asleep. Mm. But yeah, if you've I, ever done an insane crap in your sleep, please write in <laughs> to questions at importantiftrue.com. <laughs> ruined, ruined. <laughs> if you think this episode is good, something is wrong with you, as it is wrong with us for yeah. making it. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm sorry. We made this, and we're proud of it, and we want to show it to you. <laughs> 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 I guess his question is if you were able to predetermine what you were able I mean oh my goodness would I still be rested because the bleak sad adult version is I would just do like I'd fucking clean my house like <laughs> I would find a dino personally yeah that's true uh, if, I, if could, I could just if deci- I could find a dino yeah. I would find one yeah yeah You'd clean your house <laughs> Jackass! Oh, you wake up and your house is clean. Yeah, because would the, you? Well, that would be freaky though, because neither of you would know. I know you would wake yeah. up. And oh, I would start creating a shadow self who resented me. Like I would actually start splitting my existence in two. I think. Uh, yeah, like that's not that's not the deliberate part. That's the obvious knock-on effect of like, well, if I could just have like a sleep me that cleans my house just, and does this, all my this chores. This person just has your the shit like yeah. remnant of your life where yeah. all they have to do is the boring garbage. They would for sure become sentient and start doing really <laughs> fucked up stuff to oh, me. And that's I, terrifying. That's when you then wake up and you're not home and you have like a, a dick butt on your face. <laughs> I guess that's what I would do to myself. I don't know if I could do that. Like, if my sleep self would be able to look in a mirror and draw yeah, a dick butt. Yeah, probably not. But they could, you know. Well, if you could clean your house, I think that's probably <laughs> safe mm. to assume. When you say you don't know if you could, you mean you constitutionally? Like, I just don't know if I, I could bring myself. I, just, I don't know if any version of me, even my resentful sleepwalking <laughs> shadow self. <laughs> sleepwalking me was like. Man, you also shouldn't have wished that sleepwalking uh, me could draw better than regular me because uh, <laughs> you gotta get. Just get fucked. I've got to also use my new cartoonist skills to draw a picture perfect dick butt on you. Yeah. What is the, what do you foresee the sort of resentful shadow life of your like indentured servant sleep self? Well, I assume that like chores are just sort of like rote actions that people do have like weird dreams of you. Like the things you hear about sleepwalkers doing are things like moving things around in a house or sort of like walking in and out of a door and down a hallway. That's not the same as like typing cogent thoughts on a keyboard. Maybe people do like, Maybe they answer my email, like do like Firewatch mm. tech support for me and stuff. I don't know. I don't know if I would. Tr- Why? Yeah. <laughs> just answering. They just answer the Google. With the three Google choices. <laughs> but I feel like if you if you did somehow program sleepwalking you to do all the shit you don't want to do, where they're like downstairs doing laundry for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that eventually you do start like waking up in the park like three blocks from your house or like you find that you're like you just wake up somewhere else and eventually yeah you there's a note stuck to you that you wrote to yourself and that's when it gets real bad saying what look in the toilet 
<laughs> saying, I left you something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would probably start going and walking the streets at night distributing garlic and liverwurst mm. to unsuspecting children. I don't know That's what nice. children would be out in the middle of the night while I was doing this. Well, they, yeah. they wished that they could go have a gift given to them by a stranger. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could wake up in the middle of the night and get something wonderful. <laughs> From a magical <laughs> oh, They wake up like, why am I, one hand has just a liverwurst, the other hand has garlic. Like, <laughs> oh, jeez. That's just, that's actually just a time-honored Swedish tradition is on Christmas morning, you wake up with one hand full of garlic and one hand full of liverwurst. I heard that it was mm. a Spanish tradition. I, I thought it was on a talk show. That I think. That well, no, mine was told to me by someone who did, this happened to their, their coworkers. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure that that's, that's true. Their mm. Swedish coworker. Mm. Alex writes, hi guys. Can you help me stop looking at my phone every few minutes? Lately, I've been taking it out without realizing, and before I know it, I'm refreshing Twitter on my news feed. Then without realizing it, I've lost half an hour looking at bullshit. I'm worried it is destroying my capacity to concentrate, and I lose a lot of the day I could spend on something meaningful. Also, constantly reading Twitter and the news is psychically exhausting. Any tips on how to cure my addiction? Has anyone had experience giving up a non-narcotic addiction? Regards, Alex, sent for my iPhone. I would immediately like to point out that entirely true to form, the second I started reading that email, Jake got on his phone and was on it for the duration of me reading the question. I was leaving myself notes about the previous conversation. I'm sure. Jake is literally the least equipped person to answer this question, but I would like to hear your thoughts on it. I use my phone all the time, and there's no way that I use my phone, there's no way that I will ever get myself off my phone. I have good periods of time and bad periods of time where I am using it slightly less, but it's only perceivable to me that I'm doing so because on the whole I'm on my phone all the goddamn time yeah I have an easy solution for this yeah sign up for Blue Apron you're gonna get a bunch of garlic you don't want (laughs) rub your garlic all over your phone yeah and then every time you have to use it it's just revolting (laughs) and just stinks and then you just ugh and you have to throw it away I mean (laughs) yeah probably something it's like cayenne pepper with like dog poo you know what oh you never heard of this stop (laughs) <laughs> no, I mean I legitimately no, but haven't it's, heard of it's, what it's you're the saying. same concept. I mean, if you want if you want a dog to stop eating its own poo, you just pour a bunch what? of cayenne pepper on Wait, it. Wait, seriously? Is that a problem with dogs? Oh yeah. Dog, I... Oh yeah. Yeah. Dogs. Oh. Dogs. Yeah. <sighs> I can't believe that we've managed to somehow have. <laughs> Sorry, Jake. Contains more than <laughs> like USDA approved amount of fecal content per <laughs> per serving. Like yeah. Episode is just made of it. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's how the sausage gets made. <laughs> be gone. <Yeah. laughs> anyway, I'll be on my phone. <laughs> I have turned off. I mean, this is this is a serious answer, I guess. I've turned off all notifications on my phone except for text messages mm. and phone calls. I guess if someone actually calls me, although I kind of I'm starting to get to the point where I want to turn those off. Because at this point, ninety percent of the phone calls I get are just gar- are not real. I, I was a compulsive fingernail biter for years, up until like in the last year, I've been, I've made myself stop doing it. Well, for for biting your nails, some people do the same trick. They put like Poo? substances. Yeah, put, oh. Yes. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> go, sorry. What I mean is, you find the garlic man, right. and handle all the good. That's yeah. actually, you know what? That's not bad. Or other things that you don't use, that you use yourself all of don't the like. Old blue apron garlic to wipe 
on things that you don't want yourself to do anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's just, you've got garlic all over your phone, all over your fingers. You just have, you're just that weird guy. Yeah. You're just kind of. Yeah. You can, you you're going to have a problem with your social life, but yeah. everything else is going to be like, there are some things garlic can't solve. Yeah. <laughs> but up until that point, solve everything with garlic. Right. <laughs> the one thing you won't be able to solve is that your life being covered in garlic. Right. <laughs> Aggressively God. mature into weird, eccentric, yeah. older person. Well, that you, just kind of somehow smells like garlic. You all have the time. your you have your sleep self just go around doing this, just spreading just garlic spreading everywhere. garlic everywhere. Then yeah, you wake you, up and you're like, oh, oh, if you oh I can't do this. Oh. If you live with a partner, this might be an ill-advised yeah, strategy. Just what if they love garlic and you give them a bunch of bad habits by putting garlic everywhere, mm. where they're like, oh God, now they're on their phone, they're on my <laughs> phone all the time, I'm like biting my fingernails, and it's. <laughs> Up, God! They're like, oh, I just, I just love this for some reason. Yeah, Oof. <laughs> yeah. That's a fucking HR Giger monster. Is the monster mm-hmm. that follows you around, sucking on your fingernails because they love garlic. They love garlic. Mm. That's also that is a classic, classic Swedish Christmas tale. Is the oh, garlic yeah. finger licking monster who Oof. who you wake up in the morning and they've been sucking on your fingers? Oh, this overnight. is like this is like a, 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 oh, a way more specific and fucked up Krampus. Yeah, or something? yeah. This yeah. is like in yeah. Lord Hoistmas leaves <clears throat> garlic and uh, and uh, liverwurst in each of your hands. But you've got to also watch out for the Bristol monster. The, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. The Bristol goblin <laughs> sneaks into your bedroom at night. The Bristol goblin is the skin of a Furby, by the way. <laughs> Or is, that the, is it the guts of a Furby? Oh, the goblin is the guts. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's the bear that's skeleton. The classic, that's the classic yeah. like sort of mnemonic. Into into the, the goblin is the guts. Right, right, right. Shall we endorse? Sure. Yeah, uh, I love endorsing stuff. Uh, well, you're going to have to wait because I'm going to go first. Um, I'm Well, actually, before my endorsement, correct me if I'm wrong, but Jake, I believe at one point you endorsed the sort of extraneous content of the great British... Bake Off. I did the masterclass. Yeah. episodes. Uh, I realized recently that those are on Netflix. Yes, they've shown up in America. The, the sort of history components that are edited into the main episodes are still edited out in the yeah. U.S., but the masterclass stuff yeah. is available now. So we've been watching those. We've only watched two episodes so far of the Great British Baking Show Masterclass, but they are great, and they make me really sad that Paul Hollywood and Mary Berry are going to be split up. Yep, as that show. Yeah changes around it's really sad but they're yeah. fantastic so that's i'm seconding jake's endorsement from a while ago a few weeks ago uh, my actual endorsement this is ridiculous but my endorsement is the 1993 film jurassic park <laughs> which <laughs> oh god what what is this i endorse terminator 2 <laughs> i don't know man the three of us went and so, like saw that this movie in the theater yeah about a what a week ago yeah, or something so your, your uh-huh. endorsement i imagine is Actually, go and rewatch that film, and don't take for granted that it's good. Yeah, definitely. Watch Jurassic Park. If I mean, if you've seen it very recently, then you 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 then you know. I imagine you you know and and may well agree with me. But I I sort of take it as a given that it's just Jurassic Park. It's just like oh, it's just like one of the great. I'm just like blockbuster movie. I guess is sort of the genre. Um, but man, that movie is great, and in particular, it is great because of how simultaneously grandiose but also completely human scale it is from the beginning to the end it is especially the first like 45 minutes of that movie yeah is so enjoyable it is so amazingly enjoyable before anything ostensibly exciting happens it is just a it is such a great 
The section well, basically up until the the ride starts. Yeah, is just incre- it's it's amazing. It's because just it's just captivating. Yeah, everything. So about many good it. choices. Just like show the big fucking dinosaur, but then just like have an argument, uh, uh, you know, amongst adults at a table. Like it's just, ugh, it's so good and restrained and it's not really shitty. good. And yeah. the music is incredible. The soundtrack is amazing. It's just I, the performances are great casting the screenplay it's just really wonderful and i it sounds like such a ridiculous thing to say but don't take it for granted you should watch it that's my endorsement chris before i endorse since we're we all have little pre-segments i have a question for you yeah which is how is your commitment to the cold shower capper going uh well (laughs) (laughs) i uh so i about a month ago uh, went on an almost two week long vacation to uh, London and Paris with my wife and intended to keep I intended to do two different things keep up the cold shower capper mm-hmm. and also a thing I intend to do every single time I stay in hotels everywhere which is keep up my gym routine using the hotel's fitness center mm-hmm. you'll be shocked to learn that both of those were instantly not only discarded but utterly forgotten the second I set foot in any of the hotels at which we stayed it was it was there was zero ramp down whatsoever I completely discarded both of those habits um, I've been to the gym once since then, and I've done the cold shower capper zero times since then. <laughs> oh, no. So yeah, I, I any so, the, to the reader asking about how to like break habits or like maintain healthy habits. Sorry, please look elsewhere. Uh, please write into a different podcast. I am a I am a disgrace. <laughs> I didn't think that you would be caught out that hardcore. I appreciate. Oh yeah, no, I appreciate oh, yeah, no, that's, I'm your worse, honesty yeah. and yeah. openness uh, in how destroyed you you are at uh-huh. this point. Yeah, it was. No. A, just, ugh. All right. Well, keeping with the theme of this week's dumb episode of Important If True, <clears> I would <throat> like to endorse a band. Mm-hmm. Uh, the band is named Fart Barf. <laughs> That's one word, Fart Barf. Yeah. Uh, I saw them last night at Bottom of the Hill in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Fart Barf, it's, it's uh, a three-person You're band. You're a Fart Barf aficionado. I, I'm, I'm a I fa- saw Fart Barf with you. I'm a Fart Barf fan. Yeah, Nick has, Nick has seen Fart I've, Barf I've in the flesh. I've Fart Barf. Okay. I, um, Fart Barf is, I guess the best way to describe it is if like <clears throat> the soundtrack to the Nintendo original Nintendo DuckTales game or Mega Man like took up smoking when it was 13 years old. <laughs> <laughs> like It kind of has... Like it's a very catchy and sort of pop melody stuff, but very video game like heritage because they're playing on huge ass synthesizers. But it's, it's intense. Al- but too, it's also though. just an aggressive assault. Like yeah. here, their their sound is optimized to just sound amazing and all encompassing when heard in a shitty dive bar that has <laughs> huge speakers. Like it's right. the sort of band yeah. that like the drummer is a is really good and holds everything together. But then like. There'll sort of be a, a drum riff that establishes a rhythm, and then both of the two guys will just lay down like the thickest chords on two synthesizers each, and you just feel it in your chest. Mm-hmm. And it's a like it's a really good live show for that reason. I mean, well, and just their and melody lines yeah. are catchy. That sounds a lot like. I mean, I'm sure th- these people are obviously a million times better, but that sounds very much like one incarnation of the band that 
I played with in high school. What you probably was... did not do was uh, have all all of the band members wear blue jumpsuits adorned <laughs> as if they're like old uh, NASA astronauts, and they Definitely wear rubber not. caveman masks with huge <laughs> grins on them. So it just looks like they like are a mis a mishap Planet of the Apes yeah. slash two thousand one like sixties sci fi experiment that woke up and found themselves surrounded by synthesizers and are just like having the fucking funnest time <laughs> of their life being weird cavemen who learned how to operate these machines to just blast your face. So for people who uh will not probably have the opportunity to see Fart Barf Live, is there an album that you would there, recommend? They have one album. Okay. It's just so just search for Fart Barf. The album I don't think is anywhere near as good as their live show because mm-hmm. it's just like the sound is very hard to replicate on an album, but like the the album just sounds kind of a little bit more chip tuny than, sure, than cleaner, their yeah, that stuff than, is always than their tough. live yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. My friend is friends with some people in Fart Barf oh, and cool. it sounds like I mean, they they picked that name because it's funny, but I think that they also may have picked it in part to limit their band's ability to ever do anything. Like they they get requested by people to play in a lot of venues in Southern California, which is where they're based, and then are just not put on the marquee because the person doesn't want to put fart barf in his writing. <laughs> well, so, but you think they did that intentionally to th- like keep themselves an undergrad? Like I think that they what might have. Mean? I like, think they might have in part done it because they think it's funny that they're never ever going to be able to headline anything, no matter what happens to their band. Yeah. Do you remember that question? Uh, I don't know, like a month ago or more, maybe about how if you could go through life again knowing what you knew but mm. you still have to live your whole life again what would you do maybe fart barf is the second incarnation of a band that in their first life had incredible meteoric success but it ruined them and like ruined all their personal relationships like if I could change one like, thing I'm gonna name the band something that will never succeed yeah fart, fart barf, barf. <laughs> they know for a fact that their raw musical talent would lead to a, a completely certain conclusion which is incredible world beating success but the only way but they, they still love but music but like all of the loves it, of but, their life and all the things they had hoped to do yeah, otherwise sort of crumble to dust <laughs> yeah yeah. So they're like, oh god, we gotta. Like, so <laughs> call it fart barf, and definitely wear those shitty caveman masks. Yeah, like yeah. they didn't. They didn't go like the full metal band route of calling it like Santa's donkey fucker or something that right. just like really ensures you're only ever in like the bottom row and the call it the, the stupidest and most offensive. Yeah, thing you right. Can. It's something that's not actually like outright profanity, but it's gonna keep yeah. you Dumb. from yeah. Right. Like you're never gonna you're never gonna be on like Letterman or whatever. Right. Yeah. Probably. Um, Nick. Uh, yeah. Uh, I guess going in the opposite direction from uh, insanely loud. I realize I meant bands. to say Satan's donkey fucker, but I sort no, of dyslexed it up nope. into Santa's. <laughs> Lord Hoistmas donkey fucker. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Uh, that was the image that, in my mind. Lord Hoist, Hoistmas donkey fucker was in fact uh, in the general election <laughs> last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nick, what Place do you have? Place 12th. Twelfth <laughs> um, and Maidenhead. You should just endorse that. Uh, no, I'm going to endorse something incredibly mundane, but very important if you actually need it and don't realize that you do. I'm going garlic. To, yeah, I'm going to endorse the usage of earplugs, uh, ah. which to me, like growing up, earplugs were just a thing in cartoons that people like used when like a train was going by or like Wiley e. Coyote was doing a thing. Like I didn't actually like 
understand really that, that like earplugs were like a thing you go use. buy and yeah. use. Like it just didn't occur to me <laughs> yeah, yeah. that that would be something you would actually want to like do, like put something weird like foam in your ears. Like what? You're not gonna do that like every day. Uh, okay, you won't until a three year old moves in underneath you and two dogs are across from you in your apartment and uh, they wake you up early in the morning every morning and then earplugs are amazing things. They actually work. They do actually work. You have to get They're decent the, ones, but yeah, yeah, they just sort of like fill up your ears with foam. Isn't that a crazy it's, feeling? It's a weird it's feeling. It's a weird feeling. I don't like it, but once it's in there, I can't really feel it. Yeah. And then it's just like complete, just dead silence. Earplugs, it's so I, beautiful. I love that feeling oh my because God. as that sensation is happening, I now associate it with like peace. Yeah. When you the, when they're like, <laughs> right. like yeah. here it comes. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's the so thing nice. That was annoying that me way, is you, no longer you, annoying you me. You can't hear your partner screaming at you when you're up cleaning the house in your deep sleep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, alternate reality nemesis yeah. mode. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Well, that actually happened to me because uh, my partner Janelle. Well, not that specifically, <laughs> but but like she, one time I I had the earplugs in and uh, I just looked over in the it was just in the middle of the night and she. It just shot out of bed, and her mouth was just opening and closing like this. And I took the earplugs out, and she was just screaming oh my at the top of her lungs and looking at me like, ah, 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 like just like so loudly that it felt like something must be happening to her, not that she had like a nightmare, right? Uh, and then she went back to sleep and didn't remember it. And it was she just had, and I looked oh. it up. It's like a, it's called a night terror, yeah, that you can have. Uh, so that uh, earplugs make that interesting as well. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I would endorse earplugs. Earplugs not ignore night the terrors. plight of your part of your yeah. uh, sleeping partner. Yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, they're one of the products that is now being gendered for no reason. Oh god. Oh, weird. Where there's like e- earplugs for her that are pink and it's like the mm. slightly smaller size, and then earplugs <laughs> for like your man sleep that are black and tactical. Yeah. Tactical like, or earplugs. Like, yeah, that sort of shit. Like, have you noticed that there's Q-tips? Like bullets. There's Q-tips for men I now? I definitely not noticed Oh, this. Q-tips for men. I would mm. like to endorse not ever purchasing and, in fact, destroying <laughs> Q-tips for men. It's literally Q-tips, but they have a, like, corrugated metal pattern printed into the box, and it oh says the ultimate multi-tool at the bottom. <laughs> oh, no. Ooh, fuck you. Ooh. Fuck you. Hmm. <laughs> So, yeah, on that, that's probably our episode. If you have email for us, questions, what are, uh, sort of observations, tactical if bullshit. We have, if you have questions or tactical questions. That's true. <laughs> uh, questions at importantiftrue.com is where you should send them. Our website is importantiftrue.com, which has links to the other places you can find us on the Internet. And if you would like an ad-free version of this podcast, you can uh, you can get that by going to patreon.com slash idlethumbs and uh, backing uh, our whole endeavor at the appropriate level. And with that, I think that just about does it for this week on Important If True. So uh, join us next week. Tell a friend if you like the show. For Idle Thumbs, I'm Chris Remo. I'm Nick Brecken. I'm Jake Rodkin. Stay spicy, everyone. Don't stay too spicy or you will have to look up the results on the Bristol scale. <laughs> <laughs> that I turned the screen off after I uh, started the scene rotator, but before I looked to see if it was working.
seems to be working. Sometimes I've done that before, and then I've found that like <laughs> it's introducing mm. insane things. But you're saying it seems to be working? <laughs> Fucking Christ. <laughs> that remains to be seen. <laughs> <laughs>